Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. So we're busy with Hebrews, and it's only till the end of December. Everybody goes, yes. I'm so exhausted of this thing. But anyway, Hebrews 6, 1 says, let us leave the elementary teachings of Jesus Christ and move on. Not leave behind, move on with it. I will belabor this point because we can never, ever forget that only because of the death, the resurrection, can we stand here of Jesus Christ. But you go a little bit further in that same chapter, Hebrews 6, verse 10. There's this beautiful verse. It says, for God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. It is my unenviable task this morning to talk about this unpopular thing of serving. Maturing in our serving. It's like a a swear word because everybody's gone quiet. I can guarantee you, you might feel a little bit guilty if you haven't served as well as you could have. Because I'm going to present it to you that God presents it to us. I don't want you to get stuck in that point of guilt. I want you to just kick off your shoes and say, I'm getting ready to get involved. I'm jumping in the river. I'm going to join in serving. That's it. That's the desired outcome this morning. Not for you to go and sit and say, hey, I didn't do what I had to do. No, 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 no. Ah, woe is me. And just further get less involved. The idea is for you to understand serving from a biblical context. Is that all right? Now, the only thing, like, I'm not as, as cute as Lainey with the um, Norton, Horton, here's a who. All I could think about was Cinderella. Is that okay? So I did print some stuff. I did my homework. I promise you. There's my prep. There's some pictures for the kids to color in. And I even put a reference so they can color the, the dresses the right way. Look at that. So what I'm quickly going to ask, all the under six-year-olds, if you are six and below, quickly come to the stage. Oh, Lord, let there not be a million. All right. Now, this you have to take to your mom. Can you do that? And mom will decide when you can chow it, when you can eat it. But you're only going to get it if you sit quietly and don't distract me. All right, go back to mom. Angus, here. Hannah, mama. Charlotte Rose. Oh, I don't know your name, but you look very pretty. There you go. Will you? <laughs> I might am. There you go. Ah, oh, Jero. Nummies, nummies. I just want to tell you, if your kids don't want to eat it, I'll eat it. Take it. It's the, it tastes like raspberry. Hey, loves. Are you under six? I think you're taking a chance, but okay, I'll allow it. Go. Ovi, go. Oh, my. Oh, dear. How old are you? Four. And you? Five. What? Are you also? Come on. Go back to your parents. You have to. Have to. They will tell you when you can eat it. All right. All right. But anyway, I hope somebody colors in one of those pictures. Otherwise, I've wasted a tree. But it is Christmas time. I see Mr. Bailey is walking to the front. You're not getting a lollipop, no. Nothing for you. It's under six, not over 60. All right, so please, I don't want to ever tell you when your kids can eat it, but um, 
It's yours. Use it as a bribe to get them to sit still. There's some good biblical advice. But Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints, as you still do. It means that God notices when we serve. It doesn't mean we get our salvation through serving. But it means that it's something he notices. Which also means that he notices when you are not here on a Sunday. Surprise, so do we. I think when we look at the picture that I've given of Cinderella, that is our opinion of serving. And we think, oh, but I don't want to be like that. When we from the pulpit say, we need people to come and serve as the, the coffee station. We need some people to come and serve in the kitchen. We need some people to come and serve at Malukanya. We all go, well, I am not Cinderella. I am Cinderella post the glass slipper. Oh, dear. Sorry. Was it the lollipop? I will not serve because it is beneath me. Listen to some of the definitions that the, the English dictionary gives us. It says, number one, it is to provide a service or a product. I served in my capacity as an accountant. Second one, he presented food or beverages to someone. Grace served the family water. Verbs. The next one is to deliver a formal letter. Notice, you have been served. It's used in achieving a certain matter, photos served well to provide the evidence that some of the parents ate the candy canes. It's used to start something. First service. Remember the final of Wimbledon? Was it the semifinals or something? Went on forever. Went on an entire game drive, came back, and they're still playing. To serve, to start something. Then something nautical like oceans, and it's, it's when you bind another rope or cord around another one to protect it, serve. And then an old style military thing is he, he was the only one that could serve the guns, which means he was equipped in, in using the firearms. Now, if I read it to you like that, none of us think, oh, this is beneath me. Well, maybe some of us think the waitering is beneath us. That's why we speak to the waiter so poorly. Shame. We were at the Christmas lunch and the poor waiter proved to us, I wrote it down, I wrote it down. But instead of lemon and herb, Molly's got peri peri hake. But yet, they are the cold face, aren't they? And we sometimes forget that they are also people just like us. The Bible translates that word serving as diakonos. Simple. Waiting on people. A pastor or a teacher. I think some of the points we need to consider when we look at the word serving is our idea of serving is pretty much informed by our history in this country. Where it was something that a certain group of people were allowed to do. Because that was beneath another certain group of people, but not beneath that group of people. Trying to be sensitive to the children here. Thank you, Father, that they can grow up completely naive to the atrocities of this country, really. Thank you, Lord. But that informs it, doesn't it? 
The socioeconomic statuses worldwide determines who does what. Just have to hop, skip, and jump over the ocean and in America. And all the cleaners of the homes are not the ladies that drive the big um, esplanades, the massive cars, are they? But this thing serving is, is according to your socioeconomic status. I can't go and serve at Malukanya. Oh dear, they will steal my diamonds. I can't serve in a kitchen. I can't serve soup. It's beneath me. The other thing we need to consider is that this very church has served so well over the past. But in recent years, we've fallen into this luxury of, ah, we'll just pay somebody to do it. Not complete slave labor, but um, specifically thinking about our kids' ministry. And we really like to make it as comfortable for parents here. But can't we rather just pay people to look after our children? Ooh, fall into a very comfortable, complacent state. A couple of weeks ago, I made a thing like, we need people to serve in J-Zone. We got zero. <laughs> Andrew, where are you, Wood? Andy, fair. Yeah, yeah. There they are. If you want to come and serve in the kids' ministry, there. Um, stand up, bro. How are people going to see you? That's Andy. If you want to serve there, speak to him. You should have noticed in the cafe area a new sign that we put up. Who noticed it? Where the clocks used to be? Hi, people. Come on. It's been up for months. Not even one. I'll give you a candy cane if you can tell me. What does it say, Jude? Yeah, yeah. Come. Oh, dear. Who can tell me what it says? Hi, people. It's no wonder there are so speeding, many speeding fines in this congregation. Y'all can't read. We're a diverse community with Jesus in our hearts and his words on our lips, leading people into their God-given purpose with sincere love for all. If you do not understand the heart of serving as described by the Bible, you will not lead people into their God-given purpose. You will manage them. And guess what they will do? Revolt! They shall not. The other thing I often say is to know Jesus, to make him known, to be known by him. And then there's a third thing that I normally say. Our mandate as Limbronians is to be his love that reaches our communities. Our first point, the motive for serving. Mother Teresa. Anybody heard of her? She's now called Saint Teresa of Calcutta. She says, we cannot do great things here on earth, only small things with great love. His love reaching our communities. I think sometimes we think the serving thing is so big 
On Wednesday night, we had a couple of people that came and packed the love in a bucket buckets. Such fun. Got to know each other. How old is Flora? 70-something? 76. She packed the salt like a, yeah, like a Trojan, yo. I'll go to war with her. She came. All she could pick up with, it was the salt. No disrespect. She's 76, man. She packed packs of salt. It was fun. She was part of it. <clears throat> John 13, 35 says, But this will all people know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The first thing in serving is understanding that the heart behind it has to be a heart of love. Galatians 5.13 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. It is amazing that you don't even have to interpret a situation when somebody is doing something out of love for another because the moment affirms it. We cannot move on to point two and three and the sub point one, two, and three on serving until you understand that the heart behind us asking you to serve is love. You love your church and our love for you and God's love on display in you, through you, for you, for other people. I will never, none of the elders will ever stand here and say, you have to serve. Because we will not negotiate on the integrity of serving his people and him in this congregation. If you do not do it from a heart of love, I want to say, please don't do it. If you feel you have to do it because we're going to promote you to actual status deacon, forget it. None of us are that good a liar or a deceiver. To make us believe God will not be trifled with. The first thing in serving that is demanded of us is love. Sometimes I wish I could go back into my corporate days and just tell everybody, you have to serve. Honestly, it would be so easy. Things would get done. His love was poured out for you. The greatest servant of all. The king of kings became the greatest servant and served us all. His love on display for us. Amy Carmichael. She was a evangelist. Missionary. Missionary in India also. 1900 to 1951. Round about there. She says, you can always give without loving, but you can never love without giving. Came from a family in England, comfortable, and went and, just like Mother Teresa, gave her life to India. You can give without loving. I mean, all, all of us can say, yeah, thank you, Sars. We give, but we don't love you. You can never love 
without serving and generosity flowing through you. It's impossible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but perish, but have eternal life. Point number two. What do we serve? What do we serve with? I'm stealing from my brother Brandon here. If you've ever been in this church, or if you've been in this church for a while, you would have heard Brandon do a couple of alliterations. Today I'm going with the T's. What do you serve with? You serve with your time. You serve with your talent, and you serve with your treasure. Am I right? See, I made notes. Oh, guys, I realize that the most demanding thing today in Gauteng, 2018, is probably time. I mean, money we can find. Just, uh, certain gardens seem to have trees of them in them. You just have to get an invite. You can pick some for yourself. But time, we cannot get it back. We cannot save it up. We just have a finite quantity of it and everybody wants a piece of it i want your attention i want your time can you give me two hours can you give me 30 minutes can i quickly and and on top of that our phones never stop ringing or pinging with whatsapp messages and these darn people phone us for credit cards and for insurance and 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 our time is under pressure But if you take the time and quiet yourself and serve somebody else, I want to tell you God comes and invades your space. You say, Father, I will sacrifice this. I want to challenge us as Lombronians. You know, it's easy for you to say, I will give a tithe of my finances. You're going to fight me and say, is it before tax or after? Because I only get what is after in my pocket. Really sort it out with God. But you are, as a people, we are comfortable with giving a tithe, 10% of our finances. What about 2.4 hours? I don't know how else to do it. Laney and the other mathematicians will fight me because it's not exactly like that. But let's just say you take two hours of your day. Okay, let's take a step back. Two hours in a week. And say, God, I'm going to devote this time to praying for other people. God, I'm going to see where I can serve. Maybe on a Sunday. Have you guys seen that coffee station after the service? Like there is coffee everywhere. I'm, I'm, I actually thought the other day we gave cups with holes in the bottom. I was this close to phoning the supplier and saying, dude, you gave us broken cups. Because there is just filter coffee everywhere. And there are two bins, but the papers never make it into the bins. Can somebody not just serve and say, I'll stand there. Sign me up. My goodness, it is our home, people. That will already take 30 minutes of your two hours. Sort it. Serving at the visitors. At the coffee, at the door. The door.
take two hours of your time and say, Father, I give this to you. Not for me to decide how you want to spend it, but for you to decide how you want me to serve. The other thing we serve with is our talents. I know there's a couple of people in this congregation that can cook quite well. I'll tell you that's a talent because I've been to people that can't cook. It is a unique talent and gift to be used. I don't have anything. Cook a meal for someone. Bake a cake. It was my birthday on the 28th. I'm 40 now. I can never eat cake again because my metabolism just stopped. But I will look and watch somebody else enjoy a piece. I will deliver it for you. There are talents here, guys. Some of us are mechanically minded. You know, I'm not. I stand in front of that engine when the car breaks down. And I go, Father, please, Jesus, just show me what to touch so that this car can start. I take that 13 spanner and I tap that battery. With everything in me, I believe that car's going to start. But I tell you not a word of a lie, it never does. Then the next person comes and they just jiggy here and touch there and vroom, there goes the car. It's a talent, people. Yesterday, some of the, the people in our home groups, talents were on display with this wedding that they put together. I, you, will, you will faint if you know the budget that we worked with to get a wedding done. It's a talent. What do we serve with? Our treasure. We serve others with our finances, people. <clears throat> 49,000. Over 50. Extra came in. Over 50. That's serving the people that are most deserving of it. It is stewarded so well. We have a database. We know who deserves it. We could, there was no problem with saying charity starts at home because we knew exactly who were our, 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 our home. We didn't just because, unfortunately it happens. When food is given out, people rock up. It happens. People are that desperate. But because it's been stewarded well, I can tell you God was pleased with what happened. Well done. Who do we serve in wrapping up? Well done, my boy. You got it. First of all, we serve God. Listen to what John Wesley says. You guys know who he is? One of the guys that started the Methodist church, yeah? He says, one of the principal rules of religion is to lose no occasion of serving God. And since he is invisible to our eyes, we are to serve him in our neighbors, which he receives as if done to himself in person, standing visibly before us. And since he is invisible to our eyes, we are to serve him in our neighbors 
which he receives as if done to himself in person. Like I said, our motive is love. If we do not understand that whatever way we serve is unto God, that's probably the second thing I want to say. If you can't get that, don't get on board with serving in this congregation. Because you know what happens if you don't know and understand and settle that you're serving God. You bring your second-rate serving. And all of a sudden, flat, hot milk is considered a cappuccino. It isn't. It has to be microfoam, drinkable, served in excellence. But we forget that when we serve as children of the Most High, we are representing Him, we are serving Him, and we start giving second best, second rate, just enough, not more than. All of a sudden, the leftovers of Christmas, of what is left in our budget, is given. Oh, let me quickly give a loaf of bread to the person there at the interchange. Oh, guys. We serve our God, our Lord, our Savior, the one who sent His Son, Himself, to die for us. That's who we get to serve. You know, it's, it's the most bizarre thing. Because end of the year, people are in Gauteng, but they don't come to church. But there are still people that rock up here because they're serving God. And in that, prepare for you. It's not because we want your money in a box. It's because it's good for you to come together. How lovely it is when brothers dwell together. How good and pleasing it is. We serve God. The next thing we do is we serve our body. Look at the person next to you and say, you, I, you are a, a nice looking part of the body. You are a kind part of the body. You are worth me serving well in this body. Now the wives are concerned because their husbands haven't given them any compliments in the last week. And all of a sudden, no ladies, it's okay. He's surprising you for Christmas. <laughs> we serve each other in this body. I love that we were able to, not to harp on it, but that we were able to say, charity starts at home. I never understood it when my mom used to, to say it to me. I never did it. Because it was so much easier to be kind to people. Because you never face the thing of they saying, what is wrong with you or what do you want? Because let's be honest, the people that know us best are the people that know that in our cause, we are selfish. <laughs> but if you do it to another person that you don't know, they oh, you're such a wonderful, I wish I had a son like you. It's easy. The other thing is, we can also give to other people easier because they don't know what we have. And possibly we are comfortable with doing it out of our overflow, the extra bits that we have, and not out of our just enough that we have. But our family knows that, don't they? The other thing is, our family will know if we're not serving to the best of our abilities. They will call us to order. I want to I inspire you today. Don't hold back in being kind to the people that are in your life. Do not stop serving them. Do not avoid and miss a moment when you can appreciate, serve, give, <laughs> be gracious to, be kind to. Do not hold back. 
And then when you are settled with doing that in your family, come and do it in this family. We try and balance leave over the end of the year, but it invariably happens that most people are off for a week. So this morning is one of those weeks. I want worship, I'm preaching, there are no coffee beans, the till is locked up, the door fell off the hinges. <laughs> it's just one of those, ah. and Terry is on MC, but Terry is away on well-deserved leave. Ay, ay, ay. Come and serve. When you are here, come and serve. Hey, I'm here for Christmas Day. Can I hand out whatever we are handing out? Can I bring whatever needs to be brought? Can I pick up milk on the way here? Can I pick up the donuts? Can somebody please give Spa a generator? They don't have power. Now we don't have donuts. We all know that second to coffee, this place runs on donuts. We serve our body. Hebrews 6, 6 verse 10 says, For God is not unjust as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints. When you have accepted Jesus, you are a saint. In him, you are washed clean. And your privilege of serving one another is right here. Next thing that we, who do we serve is the lost. This one is the tough one. Because they either feel entitled and we've got a reason to say, well, look at that. That is why I will not serve them. Because they don't get that it's from Jesus. They don't give their lives to it. They just want, 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 want. We flip on the other side and we're like, they're not entitled. They're just not deserving. Because your said charity starts at home. And yet Jesus said, we are to be his witnesses in our area and further and internationally. Romans 15 verse 8 says, For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, the promised nation, the, the, the Jews, to show God's truthfulness. That God said, I will send a savior, and he did, in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. And in order that the Gentiles, those that according to the Jews were undeserving, might glorify God for his mercy. You see, when we serve the lost with the excellence that God has placed in us and with everything in us, we are vessels of his mercy, which will help them become vessels of his redemption. It takes us out of the realm of judging people that they are not deserving of it or they are entitled, so they don't, they're not going to get it. John... Hagee is a pastor, fifth or something generation of a megachurch in Texas. And, but I like this quote that he says about serving. He says, the measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has, but the number of people he serves. A prime example, Jesus Christ that came and died for every person ever born, ever to be born. And wrapping up three things, <laughs> we serve the lost with passion. Luke 22, 26 says, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the one who serves. 
I want to tell you, you want to look at leadership that serves with passion. The leaders with them in the trenches. There are different roles. Don't get me wrong. Somebody needs to give vision and direction. Never, never, never will I uh, negate that. And when that leader can get off his high horse and serve with his people, it does something to the hearts of the people. Get off your high horse and serve the lost with passion. You will become their leader that leads them into their destiny and their purpose. The next way we serve is we, we serve to the point of personal sacrifice. Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. None of us have an excuse not to serve the lost. When the greatest person and the creator of the world made himself a servant of all. What a sacrifice. And not even for a second he looked at being God as more important than dying for me. Dying for that person that I can't stand that lives two houses down the road from me. Last one is also a P. Servant without prejudice. And he sat down and called the twelve. It's, and he said to them, if anyone would be first... He must be last of all and servant of all. We don't get to choose who God's going to put on our road. We don't get to choose who he's going to be in our path, who he's going to ask us to serve with his mercy. We don't get to choose. We just get to say, God, I'm here to serve. I serve at the behest of my king. Thomas Brooks was a contemporary of Spurgeon. And he said, the best way to do ourselves good is to be doing good to others. He says the best way to gather is to scatter. He says if you wanted more, sow more. You want to gather more people for God, scatter yourself more. Pour yourself out. I hope that we start to look at the word serving much less like Cinderella and much more like Jesus. I hope that you get over this period when you take rest, the inspiration from God to come and serve with passion and excellence. I hope that you understand that your time, your treasure, and your talents are all from God, and it deserves to be given back to Him in service. I hope you understand that if you serve, you serve from a heart of love, and that we serve because we serve God in every possible way that we pour out ourselves for one another.